I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yo, what's up? Welcome to You Mean a Poltergeist. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the show. We are your weekly tale from the paranormal whales. <laughs> we also drunk AF. Welcome to the drunk AF episode. How the fuck you doing? Yeah, we've been drinking a little bit. It's just a little bit. I had <clears throat> a can of wine. That was 13% alcohol, which is the equivalent to 2.6 standard fucking drinks, Well, mate. Melinda, I've had the equivalent of 5.6 standard drinks. I've also had two glasses of wine, so shove it up your ass, Brandon. I've also had one glass of wine in my hand, Belinda, that I have yet to consume. But, you know, whatever. You didn't even do like a, ooh, nice. For ooh. my, for my, um, <laughs> weekly blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's right. The whale. I had heard it previously discussed. Yeah, but you always say yours previously to me and I still act surprised. Thanks, babe. Well, yours was good. Good? It, hey, <laughs> you know what? I, I didn't go, ooh, but I went, Exactly, so you're welcome. Hey, today we're brought to you by our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash you mean a poltergeist. Yep, we We, are. We bought wine. With your money, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We bought wine with your souls. Thanks. Ow, I scratched my cheek and I legit think I took a chunk out of my cheek. Let me have a look. look. You're fine. It's literally... All your skin intact. We're like two meters apart. How can you tell? I have better eyesight than you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's true. You also have better hearing, better smell, but I'd debate the taste. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's right. This wine's pretty good, actually. It's pretty fucking good. We are, dink. We are now red wine drinkers. The only reason is because this, this red is a wine dulcetto. tastes great. It's got strawberries in it. Ooh. I'm a strawberries fan. So, today, I did two lots of yoga, and I did 30 minutes on my exercise bike. That's awesome, babe. So, I'm pretty much a fitness junkie now. Subscribe to my new fitness podcast. What's Tom. your fitness podcast called? Oh, Diaper Podge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that checks out. <laughs> Um, no, my fitness podcast is you can drink as much wine as you want and still get skinny. <laughs> is that what you're subscribing to, the theory? 
<laughs> no, that's the name of it. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was Diaper Barge. <laughs> no, that was a joke. Hello and welcome to Diaper Barge Fitness Cast. Where we're going to do 50 minutes of yoga and 30 minutes of bicycle exercise because that's all I know how to do. <laughs> That's all you need. And I don't even know how to do yoga. (laughs) This episode is going to be either really good or (laughs) Or very fucking bad. I apologize in advance to our listeners and myself editing this right as I speak. Don't ever apologize, man. I am drunk almost every episode now. You are drunk every episode. You have one glass of wine every episode. And, and one I glass am of wine a is very, like two glasses of wine. And I'm a very light, light, lightweight. Ooh, three lights. Extra lightweight. I'm pretty lightweight today. You know how people buy Do you know why? Because I did two lots of yoga and exercise bike. <laughs> I just tried to drink my wine and I spilled it on my face. <laughs> All over your shirt too. And I got to wash that. And it's red wine. Anyway, so this is why our podcast is um, 18 explicit. Is that what I mean? It contain the use of alcoholic beverages. And being very, very drunk. I mean, we're not very, very drunk. Like, we, we, we will remember this. We're just more intoxicated than what would normally be when Belinda, recording a podcast. Belinda usually has at least one. I, yeah, and gives me a good buzz. But uh, I'm telling you now, I'm fucking lit. I'm ready to see you. I know the people at home don't feel your litness. I feel it, though. Um, I feel like they fucking feel my fucking litness. If you feel my litness, please DM us on Instagram. Um, fucking follow us on Patreon and shit. Um, fucking comment on every single post. The face sees you. We don't do Twitter. Fuck that shit. Uh, Pinterest. Twitter banned me. They banned you, why? Because I said I was older than what I was. Um, but yeah, somebody once told me... You were going to tell us about what you were talking about. What was I talking about? Hey, Belinda, what you talking hey, about? Hey, hey, baby. Who? Ha! <sighs> I want to know. Have you heard of Stage 28? I haven't. Tell me about it. Okay, so I knew that the set of um, Phantom of the Opera was like had some hauntings around it. What? I didn't know much about it though. The Phantom of the Opera. Ah, ah, ah. Was that two count Dracula esque? Yes. But that's okay, because I will explain more. Okay. Ooh. Inside, inside, inside. Ooh, ooh, foreshadow. Ooh, 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 foreshadow. Okay. So, Stage 28 was used to film many, many classic movies at Universal Studios that we all still love to this day. Tell me about them. I will. One of those films being The Phantom of the Opera. Now, that is actually based on a true story, and it was filmed in 1925. The Phantom of the Opera is based on a true story. It absolutely is. About a phantom who engaged in opera. I did not research, and I've not seen The Phantom of the Opera in that long. Has anyone? Wait, I've never seen The Phantom of the Opera. So, one of those films being The Phantom of the Opera that is based on a true story filmed in 1925, thus giving it the name The Phantom Stage. 
because at one end of this stage, the original Paris Opera House set remained from the film. Uh-oh. In fact, this is the only soundstage at Universal Studios to actually be named. Ooh. Because of its fucking historical right. background and how famous this stage is. If they could have, like, a historical landmark for stage and props, they'd probably have it for that. They do. It's the complete set of the remake of the Paris Opera House. Oh. That explains it. So... Stage 28 had gone through so much in its day, like fires and earthquakes and even saw two world wars. Oh. Yep. One and two, I assume. <laughs> you would want to think so. <laughs> yes, of course. You're speaking for the future. But came the day that the sound stage was demolished in late 2014. But the Opera House set has been preserved for generations to come and see, with talks of it possibly going into a museum, but nothing has come to light yet. So the soundstage was built in July 1924 and was the first to be constructed of steel and concrete. Originally, stages were raised platforms in the open air for the benefit to get maximum light onto the sets. Around 1916, wood and glass constructions were built to protect the increasingly sophisticated sets, props and equipment from rain, but later proved difficult to work in under the hot sun. Large enclosed stages began to appear in the early 1920s. The rest of the stage and its tank were in almost constant use for many other films, but some of the greats that at least I know are Dracula, 1931, The Bride of Frankenstein in 1935, Flash Gordon in 1936. (laughs) Um, the remake of Phantom of the Opera in 1943, Psycho in 1960, The Birds in 1963, the Colombo TV series from 1971 to 2003, the Sixth Sense TV series, um, 1972. ESP. Yep. Um, Knight Rider TV series from 1982 to 1986, Jurassic Park from, um, in 1993, Casper, 1995, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, 1997, the year I was born in, by the way, The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle in 1999, How the Grinch Sold Christmas in 2000, Jurassic Park 3, 2001, The Fast and the Furious, 2001, The Scorpion King, 2002, Hulk, 2003, The Cat in the Hat, 2003, The Ring, 2000, sorry, The Ring 2 in 2005, War of the Worlds in 2005, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest in 2006, The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, 2006, Yumi and Dupree, 2006, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, 2007, You Don't Mess with Zohan, 2008, Land of the Lost, 2009, The Muppets in 2011, but last and not least, Furious 7 in 2015. The classic... 12th movie, movie to the whole fucking franchise. God franchise. fucking damn it. But there are many, many, many more movies, TV series in amongst those years from 1924 to 2015. Well, damn, son. Fucking amazing, right? How the hell have so many movies been filmed there? Um, It's Universal Studios. It's high demand. So 
They're always filming yeah, you're right. movies and TV series. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, you counted me there with your trap card. I did, yeah. I did, I did. But obviously these movies weren't just all filmed on the set, on this, you know, stage 28. They were filmed across many, many stages of the Universal of course. studio, but they all were on stage 28 at some stage. And I'm very impressed that... The Grinch Who Stole Christmas was there. Or How the Grinch Stole One Christmas, of your sorry. Movies. It is the most favorite movie. I thought Legally Next to Blonde Legally was. Blonde. Oh, I knew your favorite movie. What's my so, favorite movie? Go. Hercules. Yeah, okay, we're in love. Yeah, we are. We're going to get married and have babies and shit. Yeah, one of them's going to be named fucking Montgomery. I don't know. No. So let's get down to the hauntings of this place, am I right? Tell me about how it's haunted. How is it haunted? So the Phantom Stage lives up to its name with some creepy hauntings. What uh uh indeed, baby babe. So a caped figure had been seen running around the catwalks above the stage. It is believed to be Lon Chaney repeating his famous role of the Phantom in the Phantom of the Opera, even after his death in 1930. Leonidas <laughs> Leonidas. I think that's how you say his name. Leonidas. 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 Frank Cheney was born in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Dope name. His name may not sound familiar to some, but the characters he played will, like I just said, the Phantom of the Opera. He played the Phantom in the Phantom of the Opera. King Leonidas from 300. Okay. He was well known for his makeup artistry and the way he could completely transform his face. That skill earned him the name, the nickname, sorry, the man of a thousand faces, which there was a movie made about. Dang. Mm -hmm. He played Quasimodo in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Back when it wasn't a cartoon? Back when it wasn't a cartoon, babe. Holy shit, I was going to say, how the fuck, I know his makeup's good, but how the fuck did he get himself to look like a cartoon? He, no, obviously not, but he did all of his own makeup effects. So if you've seen The Phantom from The Phantom of the Opera, and you'd be like, what the fuck? He did those special effects. He did that fucking makeup, and that is goddamn insane. This is a man in the 1920s who did that fucking special effects makeup. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I get you. That's impressive. It's insane. And now we've got all these fucking Instagram influencers being like, oh, like I did winged eyeliner. Great fucking big deal. Yeah. You know me. Lon Chaney, mate. Yeah, that's it. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, please. We're not influencers. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. But just under the influence. Hold on. I'm going to snap into a switch clip. Baby makes. All right. Unfortunately, he developed pneumonia while filming Thunder in the winter of 1929. In late 1929, Lon was diagnosed with bronchial lung cancer. This was intensified when artificial snow made out of cornflakes lodged in his throat during filming and quickly created a serious infection. Despite aggressive treatment, his condition worsened, and just a month and a half after the release of the remake of The Unholy Three, he died of a throat hemorrhage on Tuesday, August 26, 1930. I guess he decided to haunt the stage while still around, and many crew members were there to witness his caped, shadowy figure. There were often claims that crew and cast could hear the tinkling of a chandelier, even though the original chandelier used in the film was taken down and put into storage 
after filming ended of The Phantom of the Opera. Holy fuck. First. Yes. Cornflake snow. Yeah, that's a thing, apparently. Was a thing. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. Let's not use a breakfast cereal to make up snow. Where's the milk? Exactly. You know what? It wouldn't have scratched up his throat if there was milk. Exactly. Insane. And, a bit and of milk sugar. is white? Like snow? Yeah, you're right. Math. Okay. So there's been other reported phenomenon, including lights turning off and on and doors opening and shutting. An electrician reportedly fell to his death from a catwalk in 1925 during the filming of the original Phantom of the Opera movie. There had been um, more reports of a man walking along the same catwalk in old-fashioned clothing. It looked as if he was just going about his business, almost as if he didn't know he was dead. So that's opposed to the one who's like Leonidas, who sprints across the catwalk. In his full-on costume, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Catwalk ghosts. Not the model variety. So then the electrician would disappear in front of onlookers. The show Ghost Whisperer, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt, which is one of my favorite shows, by the way, um, would often film on the Phantom stage as well and would encounter strange occurrences. Figures would show up on film when the editing, um, in the editing process, even though no one else was in the shot when the clip was taken. Actors would momentarily forget lines mid-scene and experience cold spots. There were also lights on set just exploding out of nowhere and doors would slam as workers would walk past. They'd often see Lon's ghost in prop and costume storage, and even more terrifying, he would be seen cloaked and smiling in the dressing rooms before just disappearing. Why you gotta be creepy like that, Leonidas? Because, you know, he's the phantom. He is the phantom of the opera. And it's enough work for an editor to have to take out other things from a fucking movie, let alone when... You got ghosts fucking jumping in from every angle. Right? How are you meant to edit a movie with ghosts jumping in from every angle? I don't fucking know. Ask the people of Ghost Whisperer. Fuck. Fuck. They should release those regular tapes. Mm-hmm. I want to see King Leonidas fucking with his Spartans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For editing, Brayden. From yourghoststories.com, published in, on, the 23rd of the 6th, 2008, by Mickey, is an account when, I don't know if Mickey is a boy or a girl. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, hey. Hey, Mickey. Hey, hey. Anyway, so when Mickey would go to work with their dad at the Universal Studios on stage 28. I was about 11 years old. <laughs> I'm not going to do Perfect that. Perfect 11 year old. <laughs> Thank you. Boys. I was about 11 years old when my dad took me to his work to see what he go- what he does for a living. He works at Universal Studios, which I always thought was a fun place to go. Until. As we were looking at all the stages where movies, commercials and shows were made, he asked me something that sort of made me a little uneasy. Remember that this was back when I was 11 and did not really have interest in spirits. He asked me if I knew what a ghost is. I said yes, so he could show me whatever he was planning on showing me. He sprung up and said, great. Uh Uh-oh. 
As we were riding in his golf cart, he took me to his building to get keys. He's a locksmith, so it was fun to see his office where he had keys and locks everywhere. One of his partners in the office is named Jim. He was a very nice man and he really knew how to start conversations. He asked me what I was going to do with my dad today. I told him that we were going to see stages. My dad popped his head out of his little room where he does research on the computer and said that we were going to stage 28. Stage 28, Jim said. Are you sure that you want to go there? I heard that it was a haunted stage. Well, if you don't know, then I will tell you what it is. Stage 28 is where they filmed The Phantom of the Opera, the old movie. Now, I forgot who played the Phantom, but he died shortly after the movie was released and comes to haunt that stage. Suddenly, my eyes were bugged out. I could say nothing more for my dad said it was time to go. I sat back into the golf cart, staring at my dad, still bug-eyed. Oh, come on, this will be fun, he said to me, trying to comfort me. But nothing helped. I was truly scared out of my mind. And right when things got a little better, we arrived at stage 28. It was locked, so I figured that when we went to my dad's building, we got the keys to unlock it. The door slid open, and the first thing that I saw was the setting of where they shot Masquerade. It looked like it had not been touched in 20 years. We walked in and turned on all of the lights. To my surprise, it seemed kind of welcoming in an odd way. My dad and I stood in the middle of the set, looked around at everything. My dad opened his mouth to say something when he heard a speaker go off in the room. It sounded like someone mumbling. I got scared a lot. I yelled at my dad saying that he did this on purpose, that he hired Jim to say that stuff about this, and he had a recording up in the booth upstairs and played it. He laughed and said that he promises he didn't. He offered to look up in the booth to see if anyone was there. To my very surprise, no one was there and it was pitch black. Suddenly, I felt this pinch on my back and I yelped. This frightened my dad, for he grabbed me and carried me down. I didn't get all of the drama of him carrying me down, but it felt good. As we entered the set floor again, he suggested that we leave. I sure was on the same page as him, because when we started walking out, I quickly looked back, and in one of those, in one of the parts where people could sit down on the set, I saw a white mask floating in the blackness. This was my first encounter with a ghost, and now every once in a while, I always drive back up to his work to take notes on what I see. Oh, ah, ah, ah. It is I, the Phantom of the Dracula. Of the... Okay. Um, And that was back in 2008. So, obviously, the set has been torn down in 2014. Damn, babe. Mm. That's crazy. Insane. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. I'm going to grab another glass of wine. Yeah, do it. I've grabbed another glass of dolcetto. Dolcetto, you say? Dolcetto, says David Attenborough. The lady grabs another glass of dolcetto. Sipping from its contents, she views the glass in a most... Prestigious manner. Delightful. She whispers into the microphone before taking another sip. When a fucking monster enters in behind her. No monster shall 
destroy this moment I have with my wine. Okay, well, I tried to secretly scare you as David Attenborough, and it didn't work. David Attenborough could never scare me, but put me to sleep. I will fuck you up. Oh, but you won't. (laughs) You'll just fuck me. I will put my penis... Inside of your vagina. So I guess we're role-playing tonight. (laughs) You will be a penguin, and I will be David Attenborough. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Anyways, continue with your thing. That was it. That was it. Oh, that was awesome. It was pretty sick, right? That's scary. Right? And no wonder no one wants to be a person who acts at that thing. At stage 28, that has now been torn down, like, five years ago. Torn down. Demolished. Knocked around. Like, there's there's parts of the set that have been saved, like the full-scale Paris Opera House auditorium kind of set that they built for the Phantom of the Opera. That has been saved. And throughout the whole entire filming of all of those other movies, that that set sat at the other end of the stage. Really? Yep, so it was there the whole fucking time. Fast and Furious, you know, when they're driving in the car, guess what they're looking out at? That fucking Phantom of the Opera stage. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Wow, okay. How the Grinch stole Christmas. Um, Uh, Guess what he was actually stealing? That Phantom of the Opera stage. Exactly. Did I say Psycho in that list? Yeah, you did. Yeah, how fucking sick is that? When that guy fucking stabbed that thing... Was he was really just pissed off because he couldn't take the fucking... Set down. Opera house set. Exactly. Right. Wow, babe. That's awesome. It's actually... You know what? kind of creepy. Pretty fucking opera. cool story. For once, I've actually done a cool story. That's a really cool story. Thank you. I was very excited to hear that story. I was story. very excited and to And I wasn't disappointed. I hope that you guys were not disappointed either. So prepare to be disappointed. With Brayden's story because it's <laughs> yeah. shit. No, I'm kidding. Hey. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, guess what? What? I was, well, I was working all day while Belinda chilled out at home. Well, it didn't really chill out at home, actually. She fucking did a ton of shit. But I did three workouts. But she also prepared for two hours longer than me for this episode. So, no, and I then only she did rushed it in me. two hours. She came into the room and rushed me. I didn't rush you. Are you done yet? Are you done? You've been doing it for like three hours. I wasn't done. Yeah, well, re- good research takes time. Anyhow. Oh, Look how good my research was. It only took me two hours. Okay, get ready for it. Here it comes. Okay. <laughs> this summer. <laughs> summer near you. A sprawling labyrinth of dead ends and stairways to nowhere. No, I don't like that voice. A sprawling labyrinth of stairways leading to nowhere and dead ends around every corner. Where else would I be talking about except for the strangest home in the world? The Winchester Mystery House. When you say Winchester, do you mean like Sam and Dean from Supernatural? Uh, yes. Actually, no. Believe it or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sitting in San Jose, California, and uh-huh. boasting an impressive 161 rooms, including 40 bedrooms, 47 fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 
Three elevators, two basements, and two ballrooms, one of which is slightly incomplete. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, okay, okay. Two basements? That's what I was thinking. Um, it's I don't think there ever should even be one basement. I want to know how there becomes a second basement. Like, do you have a basement, and then you have another creepy doorway that leads into a second basement? Or like, is it like a basement underneath a basement? It's fucking overkill. Or is the space of the mansion so wide that they can just have a small basement and then a, even... on one side of the house and a small basement on the other side of the house? Or are they both really massive basements? And it's all top CIA agent stuff. Well, keep that in mind as I continue. Okay. Not really. That has nothing to do with it. Aww. The Winchester Mansion was nicknamed, obviously, Winchester Mystery House by Harry Houdini, who entered the house and upon his visit decided to nickname it that. And it was then that it stuck as the Winchester Mystery House. Forevermore. Houdinis. Huh? Houdinis, exactly. Hudes? Hudes was there? Old Hudes. Old Hudie Hudes? The king of mysteries and escaping shit. The king of Hudes? Went into that house and was like, ooh. So anyways, let me... This is my prop house. (laughs) Yeah. Let me continue talking about the house. I must first tell you about the prime person in our tale. Sarah Winchester is her name. Oh, shit. Exactly. The wife of William Winchester, treasurer and part owner of one of the most famous rifle companies in the world, Winchester Repeating Arms Company. The couple had one child who unfortunately died at only six weeks old. What? Due to marismus. What's that? Marismus. Marish, 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 is... <laughs> It's not very fun, but it's a disease caused by malnutrition, which is a little ironic considering they were one of the most wealthy families in America. Did they just not care about their fucking baby? Well, I don't have a clue, but I'm not quite... I did a little bit of research on marismus. I'm fairly certain its main cause is by malnutrition. Okay. But there may also be an ability to get the fucking disease by not, you know, being malnourished, but just, you know, obtaining it other ways. Okay. Via postage or... eBay. uh, eBay, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. So 15 years after her daughter died, Willie himself died. (gasps) Old Willie Winchester died of tuberculosis... Oh, shit. A cla- what is tuberculosis? It's like the nastiest form of tonsillitis oh. that I can think of. I know it has tube in its name. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, exactly. After Willie died, the grief-stricken Sarah was mortified mm. and sought spiritual guidance from a psychic medium. Who we can only assume to have extra special powers. Yeah, of course he's a psychic medium. The psychic took one look at Sarah and could feel it. It was palpable in the air around her. She knew exactly why Sarah's loved ones had died early on in their lives. Why? You want to know why? Yes. 
Well, the psychic believed that the ghosts of every single person that had ever died from a Winchester rifle were haunting the family and ensuring an early death for every single person. So Winchester rifle, like they made the guns? Yes. Shit, yeah. The most, one. well, I mean, even I, like, we don't know guns, right? We don't know guns. Do you know what a Winchester is? Nope. Okay, well, I do. Anyways. What is it? It's just, he's got, he's got a Winchester. Wait, saying that in an accent. Makes it work. Does not oh, yeah. mean I know what you're talking about. So it's a type of gun, what kind yeah. of gun? Like a. Like one of the ones where they have the, uh. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the one. Nice. Sure. Boom. Chick, chick, boom. Bring that classic back. So, exactly. Reportedly, the psychic told Sarah that the only way to appease these spirits was going to be for her to take her newly inherited fortune of $500 million, which is what it would translate to now. Oh, God. And, oh, and her fucking, like, Tens of thousands of dollars daily income that Ooh. she's getting from the company since she has like 50% shareholdership. Oh my god. She's rich AF. Anyways, Fuck. take all that money yeah. and begin building a house that would house all the spirits taken by Winchester rifles. Can I ask though, why is it that the Winchester rifle spirits are about? Like, what is it about that brand and that gun? That means that they get to stay back and haunt the shit out of everyone. Obviously, old Willie Winchester made a deal with old Pazuzu. Deal with the devil. No, let's not speak about Pazuzu. Yeah, every time we do, we get sick. After receiving this information, that was all Sarah needed to get started. She moved cross-country. Yeah. And she got started on building this magnificent mansion that would house these spirits Straight away, before it could claim her or any more of her loved ones, which I'm fairly certain she had zero of. (laughs) Her baby died, her husband died, what else does she have? I don't know, clearly not a parent or anything. Maybe she was abandoned. Oh, that's sad. Potentially, yeah. So with her recently inherited money and constant income of cash from the Winchester Company, Sarah had money to blow And without a plan, rhyme, or reason, Sarah instructed a newly hired team to begin construction on a home that would appease these angry spirits and hopefully save her life. I should also mention on that note that Sarah wore, whenever she was in public, a black gown for the rest of her life as if she was mourning. Oh, shit. Like, real creepy. Oh, and there's a fucking movie, a horror movie, based on Sarah's story, and uh, it's a very good question. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. I'll get that. I may have seen it. Uh, It's about a weird lady in a weird house. It's called The Black Widow. No. Damn, I love that movie. The movie's called Winchester. I haven't seen it. Neither have I, but I want to see it now. Let's watch it. It does look actually pretty good. Let's watch that and The Phantom of the Opera. So the crew continued work around the clock while Ms. Winchester made new and obscure construction plans after consulting the spirits of the damned in a seance. 
the night before. Every evening she would return to her witch's tower of sorts, like a heightened point in the building, where she would conduct a seance and ask the spirits what additions they would want on their house. Excuse me. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think she should have been doing seances. I don't think she should have either. I don't even think she should have spoken to that clairvoyant. I don't think she should have done shit. So each morning, she would meet with the loyal construction crew, and when the foreman would ask her where she got her plans from, she would always say, They came during the night. Oh my god. Obviously after a By that, she means, I had a fucking seance. And the devil's telling me what to fucking do. Exactly right, babe. Exactly right. As one could imagine, attempting to meet the demands for design requests of thousands of spirits could be particularly difficult. Oh, yeah. But Sarah did her best, obviously. What was it, 126? Please, 126. 161 rooms. 161 rooms. Exactly. Later. What the fuck? Babe, but you got to realise the result was a mishmash, boulder dash, design trash, ghost bash, turn to ash, dine and dash, potato mash, car crash, gun cash, mustache, funky motherfucker of a house. Very good rhyming, babe. I liked that. Anyhow, the house is <laughs> like... Massive and sprawling. Like, there's straight-up doorways that lead to nowhere. There's stairways that lead into a roof. There's a hallway that sort of turns around, leading up a staircase that goes out a door that then leads to a two-story drop. Like, this shit is a fucking labyrinth of obscurity. I've never seen it. That's scary. And the house continued construction for 38 years straight every day until Sarah's passing in 1922. And since that point, it's been she held... She never got to see the Phantom of the Opera. No, she never would have. It has been held in high regard as one of the most obscurely designed buildings in the world. <laughs> you can actually take a look. I'm fairly certain that the Winchester... Mystery House has actually got a new website out today. Oh, what? Yeah, I know. So you can go and look at their website. I'll link that down below. And check out, they have a list of rooms with details on each room and also pictures and sort of description, etc., etc. Etc. So you can follow through the house and have a virtual tour. Pretty awesome. So, can you, like, um, tour the house in person? In person, yeah, you can. They do tons of tours. They do candlelit tours at night for the ghost stories and things like that. Exactly. Candlelit tours? Candlelit <gasps> tours. Oh, shit! I know what you're thinking. That's amazing, and it probably is I mean, is hello, honeymoon. Hello is right. We need to go there and then the Museum of Death. Where's the Museum of Death again? I think it's in California. I might be very wrong. I'm in. So, since Sarah's death, tourists and people who have entered 
People who have entered have heard footsteps in her bedroom where she resided so much of her time. In her later years in life, she had crippling arthritis, so she rarely left her room. Did she die in there or did she die in a hospital? She died. I'm fairly certain she died in the house. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah, they hear footsteps in her bedroom. They see the doorknob turning without anyone being on the other side or actually turning themselves. They get sudden icy chills throughout the entire property. Like, this place is massive, obviously, 160-plus rooms. Is it down drafts? I don't know. I feel like limbs would be removed <laughs> if it was. And, but also pretty detrimental is people experience losses of vision while within the house. What the fuck? Like, mm, let's not go in the house if there's a potential to suddenly go temporarily blind. Yeah, no thanks. I know, right? Fucking hell. Anyways, so in spite of all this sort of occult background and the sort of fear of spirits leading to the building of this, the actual building only has a few hauntings itself, Hmm. one of which being obviously old Sarah's ghost in the room. Another one, no, I have two actually, another one, particularly one of the most cited ones, is the wheelbarrow man. Wheelbarrow man? Thank you for asking. In Was that a question or was that a declaring yeah. statement? Wheelbarrow man. Wheelbarrow man? Yeah, that's a little heightened voice at the end there. That's a question. Okay. Yeah. So it is said that Sarah's workers were paid so well and were so devoted to helping her achieve her goal of building this strange, obscure house that after death, one of them has even returned back and continued working on the house. That's dedication. He's not even getting paid anymore. Exactly. After So fairly recently, after Sarah's death, obviously, but fairly recently, the basement has been opened up for visitors to walk through as they're trying to Which get... Which one? <laughs> oh, very, very good Which question. Basement? I think both of them, actually. <gasps> oh, shit! So, yeah... They've, they've been trying to open up a few of the rooms that weren't, like, quite finished or were a bit mm, less public-friendly for viewing, just because it may have an extra spook factor, I think, anyhow. But yeah. they've, they've been taking people through the basement, and a few people have come up to the guides asking, oh, who was that man with the wheelbarrow? Do you guys have a construction crew in here? <gasps> I think in the blog that I read on the mansion's website itself, the person in charge of the blog had mentioned that the guide had said, oh, there shouldn't be any construction crews down here. There's no more building happening on this place or maintenance. Oh, fuck. And they're like, oh, that's weird. But the person, the guide took it sort of as like a, you know, oh, that's just strange. Like who would be down there? Maybe they miss sourcing. But... The exact same description of this wheelbarrow man kept coming back numerous time and time again after they started this tour down in the basement. Mm. And then, eventually, yeah. talk of it started going to another guide who asked the other guide, and they all started talking. And when the other guide got out a photo, like one of the oldest photos from 
the mansion of all Sarah's workers lined up, smiling oh, and happy. Shit. Immediately, this person who said they saw it pointed at this one man what and said, that's him. Fuck. And it's just like this cool-looking <gasps> man in a hat, overalls, with a mustache. Oh and all God. of them described the person without having any knowledge of each other as a man with overalls, a mustache, and a hat. And it exactly matches the story. Oh, my God. And the picture. So if you want to check that out, check out our Instagram post because there will be a picture of that man in the Instagram post. That's absolutely fucking insane. Yeah, creepy, huh? But he's continuing working. He's always – but the thing is he's always super polite and gives off an aura of, like, uh, sort of just like kindness. But if I was a – worker that got paid that fucking well i would continue working into the afterlife as well i think so i mean miss winchester had 500 million dollars to blow and like tens of thousands of dollars coming in a day i'm sure she's like here take this tens of thousands of dollars you want to build a chimney build a chimney here's six hundred thousand dollars for it Exactly. Hey, one thing I want to know is, how do you explain this? I know there's all this paranormal bullshit. <laughs> I know there's all this paranormal... Paranormal bullshit. Like, that's not what our whole fucking podcast is made up of. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but how the hell do you explain this? So, it's recorded that there are 47 fireplaces. 47? The downdrafts, man. But, yeah, you'd think so. <laughs> no. But there are only 17 chimneys. Wait, 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 Explain wait, wait, wait. it. Wait. Explain it to me. 47 fireplaces and 17 chimneys. Explain it. So are they must getting, be... Are you choking everyone in your room with smoke? Yeah, I was about to say, there must be, like, fireplaces connected to each, like, chimney as well. Like, if there's levels to the home, maybe underneath... One room is a room with a fireplace as well as above it and below it. And then below that's another basement. And then it's a basement with a fireplace. <laughs> that's fucking insane, though. So maybe the chimneys are all hooked up. Maybe. Into the fireplaces. Yeah. Because that's a pretty good design, but also if the smoke's coming up, that's a bit of a flaw. I agree. If it just starts billowing into the room, maybe, maybe. change a design. Yeah. Unless they had, like, guide, uh, not guides, guards, like, doors to the fireplaces. <laughs> you meant, like, human guards protecting the smoke. <laughs> Please, ma'am, it's too much smoke in here, you cannot come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he because... says as he's dying. <laughs> All the guides have lung cancer, but none of the guests, so that's a plus. Anyhow, there is talk. There is talk. And conspiracy. <gasps> oh, shit. That Sarah <gasps> belonged. Yes. Two, yes. the cult of the Rosicrucians. Oh shit! What's that? I know what you're thinking. What's that? As you just said, <laughs> <laughs> the Rosicrucians are a cult of people similar to like stonemasons or something. But their main belief is that they have been passed down ancient wisdom from powerful beings aeons ago that they only know. I doubt it. Anyhow, there's a rumour that Sarah was a part of them. Because... Good old says. In a lot of her weird designs, there's almost symbols and kind of iconography that showcases some of Rosicrucian's similar 
designs and things of that nature. Also, the number 13 is everywhere within the house. What the fuck? Not like just 13 on the walls. It's not like painted across your face like 6 9 tattoos. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like there'll be like 13 coat hangers and then next to it neck or oh, underneath that there'll be like uh, 13 nails in the board to connect it to the wall. That's just like 13 13 13 13. That's 13. fucking weird. Do you know what's a number that I keep seeing lately? So you know how I've been watching Love It Alyssa with Derek? Yeah. Every time I would look up on the telly, they'd like, you know, do a montage past houses and I would always see the letterbox number five. <gasps> Everywhere I look, there's always five. And then I'm like, holy shit, exactly my thought. I'm dating someone whose name is Five Ash. I'm born on the fifth. He's born on the fifth. My favorite number is five. Something good must happen soon, right? The universe is throwing me all of these yeah, fives. Maybe. I think so. Are you gonna love me or list me? I'm gonna love you forever and oh, ever okay, and ever okay, and ever okay. and ever. As she rubs me with her callous toes. It's not calloused, it's just sand. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, so that's a bit interesting with the Rosicrucians and shit like that. Yeah, that's actually pretty insane. Yeah. So there's a lot of talk about this. Sarah character. Sarah character. There's a lot of of talk about Sarah just being mentally ill after she descended into madness after the death of her child and her And her husband. I mean, she's lost two greatest loves in her life. Of course, she's going to go mad and insane and depressed. Exactly. And wear mourning gowns. Not mourning as in the time of day. Mourning as in the sadness. Yeah. For the rest of her life. Which, by the way, why is it called mourning sickness as in M-O-R- N-I-N-G, when it should be M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Because you're mourning your health. You're mourning the fact that you fucking stick all the time. (laughs) I don't know. Good question. Uh, There's actually only one photo of Sarah ever. What do you mean? One. There's only one because it was early, early, like, 1900s. No one painted her or something? (laughs) Yeah, actually, there was a number of paintings. But there's only one photo. Like an actual photograph. Photo, photo. (gasps) Black and white. Shit. Sepia, whatever you call it. Says, what do you look like, bitch? It's her riding in a carriage, and she's wearing her morning gown, all black and creepy with the bonnet, and she's just looking out the side of her eye and smiling. It's fucking creepy. I'm scared. What are you doing, Sarah, in your that... magnificently confusing mansion? I have the image of that in my head, and I'm legitimately a bit frightened. Okay, well, it's definitely not as frightened as you think it is. Hey, look on our Instagram, and you can find the image. Uh, so, one other thing... You're going to have to send me these images. Yeah, well, one other interesting ghost sort of phenomenon that I've seen... There's lots of kind of reports... But there's none that kind of line up similar to the wheelbarrow man. But there was one that is fairly impressive evidence, I think, anyhow. Yes. Of a photo that was taken of the front of the mansion and reflected upon the windows of the front of the mansion of the clouds. But if you zoom into one of those mir- windows... Yeah. If you zoom into one of those windows... It almost looks like you can see a head, shoulders, sort of like a th- partly ethereal half not there, if you know what I'm saying. A head, shoulders, like a face. 
Head, shoulders, knees, knees and, and toes, toes. Knees and toes. Knees, knees and toes. <laughs> Anyhow, very interesting. That's fucking insane. Thanks, babe. Thanks. That's all I have on the Winchester men. That is fucking insane, babe. That's like, seriously, that's better than the stage 28, honey. I don't know about that. But I think the only thing that's really insane here is Sarah Winchester. Sarah Winchester? What the fuck are you doing, boo? And she's consulting spirits every night to get a... Well said, mouse. A fart? No, he just went... Oh, okay. Yeah, she's consulting spirits every night to get design plans. Hey, I don't think those spirits are up to code, my dude. You might need to consult the government. (laughs) (laughs) They do not have council permission. Or perhaps an architect. Where are their permits? Exactly. Where are their degrees? I'm sorry, but it says here you have 47 fireplaces with 17 chimneys. Are you not afraid of smoke? This is a catastrophe. We'll need to get guards in every single one of these. Fire brigade? Brigade? (laughs) Call the fire brigade. It's the off-brand fire brigade. <laughs> they just come in like a Mini Cooper with a gun and hose. <laughs> they're in the Aldi catalogue. <laughs> when they're trying to get their hose out, one guy on the end just fucking skulls a bottle of water and tries to spit it through the hose. <laughs> the old fire brigade. Oh, fire brigade. <laughs> Anyhow, oh, that's so insane, though. No, yeah, I love that story, thanks, babe. babe. Thanks for loving my story. Was, I love you. I love you. It was pretty great. Thanks. <laughs> we should be done now. Have the alcohol hiccup burps. If you want to follow us on Instagram, please Patreon. do follow us at Patreon, Instagram, Facebook. Um, it's you mean a poltergeist. You know what it is, boo. Do it. And also, you can submit your scary stories to www.thatsnotcanon.com slash poltergeist and submit your spooky stories for us to review and talk about on the show. Or just fucking do. email us at youmeanapoltergeist at gmail.com. You are part of this generation and you know how to work emails and websites and Instagrams. Work it. Oh, oh. In my pants, I track it. I think that's a bit in reverse. It's still following me. Anyhow. Anyhow. Thanks for joining us. Anyhow, thanks for joining us. And remember, always exercise regularly. I did three times. Stop <laughs> it. You're so drunk. I'm not drunk. It's still Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.